It's another week. Welcome into RJ Bell's Dream Preview Major League Baseball Edition. Alongside Griffin Warner, I'm Scott Seidenberg, and the season is rolling along. And one thing still stays true, and that is that the Tampa Bay Rays don't lose at home. <laughs> Griffin, uh, what was your biggest takeaway from the weekend here in Major League Baseball? I mean, they don't lose anywhere it feels yeah. <laughs> like I, mean, I, I i get what you're saying i smell what you're stepping in but uh pretty incredible to see a 19 and 3 record to start the year um i wish my uh gambling record was 19 and 3 so far but uh you know biggest takeaway of the year is uh, i mean we saw the yankees have such a great al east last year i didn't think it was going to be possible for a division lead to be over pretty early again but I do want to think that um, some of my biggest takeaways after seeing the Rangers also off to a really great start, um, you got to look at who these teams have played because with the schedules not being 19 games against your division anymore, I feel like there's a good chance you're going to get some really unbalanced schedules, especially because the central divisions in both both leagues are really weak. So um, might be some good value maybe coming down the stretch, like see Arizona in first in the NL West, like. I'm not sure these things will stick around forever. Pittsburgh at 16 and 7. Um, yeah, so I guess what I said the other day that they were going to potentially see their their best uh, high water mark of the season. Well, that's a lie because now they're nine games over 500. It might be the best they do, though. How about yeah. you? Uh, well, the Baltimore Orioles have won six straight games, and they're really enjoying this whole walk-off thing. It's become like a theme for them so far this season. Yeah, I you know... That's probably what happens when you score one run through nine innings against the Tigers. Uh, usually that's a, a losing scenario, but another one of those teams that just seems to get the uh, the easiest part of the schedule so far. Um, but I think that's going to give us some value later to go against teams with big records that really built it up against uh, some cream puffs. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the the Rays and their 19-3 and record. I mean, you remember the Yankees got off to such a great start last year, but I think it was like... I don't know, it was like 20 and six maybe is what they were through their first like 26 games and and the Rays are 19 and three. It's just even better. So it's crazy to think, uh, you know, you can't you can't win a division, I don't think, this early, but you certainly can lose a division this early. And I know people say that the games, oh, in September, are, are, they mean more than the games in April, but that's just a lie because every game is worth the same amount. And the Yankees were able to hold on to their lead last year despite a terrible second half of the season because of the commodity that they built up in the early part of the season. And that's where the Tampa Bay Rays are right now. Like, they could have a really bad stretch of baseball and they'll still be in first place. I mean, it's it's what exactly what you try to do. Uh, I feel like if you're betting teams, you want huge run differentials because usually that means they don't win close games. They win by a lot. They're not in these tight battles. I think with division records, vision futures, things of that nature, trying to win the pennant to get home field advantage throughout the playoffs, you want to get off to a great start. I do feel like that kind of played into the Yankees' slow second half, if you call it that, or just disaster second half because they had such a big lead. I think expect expectations were built up so highly that they had to then basically play to those and that put a lot more pressure on them. And then a lot of the questions, I mean, New York media, I'm sure is never going to let anybody down, but 
um, ultimately or, or let anybody off the hook. But ultimately, when you're like, wow, this Yankees team is going to set records for the most wins in history, and then all of a sudden they're getting a little bit closer in the division, um, I feel like that kind of played into it a little bit more. Maybe that sets up for the Rays, though. Uh, I'm not sure the media even knows that there's a baseball team in St. Peter. <laughs> yeah, in the, uh, the juice box that they play there. So let's talk about what we have on deck here for Monday and really the start of some series here this as we start a new week of the Major League Baseball season. The Rockies and Guardians will start a set in Cleveland, and Cleveland just got done salvaging the final game of their um, three-game set against Miami, which included a doubleheader. And it's disappointing because that's a team that you should beat. Uh, but they lose two of three. They get swept in the doubleheader. They salvage the final game on Sunday. And now they welcome in the Rockies, who are one of, if not the worst teams in Major League Baseball. Cleveland minus 210 with Cal Quantrill on the hill against Austin Gomber in the opener. I mean, gigantic number for a weak offense like the Guardians, which seems to be uh, Jose Ramirez and a bunch of scrubs like usual. Um, I don't really know that I feel very good about the Guardians here, uh, especially at this price range. Problem is, is then you got to back the Rockies if you're going the other way. Austin Gomber has some good outings in him, uh, but he also has some really bad ones. I think you could say that for a lot of pitchers, but I feel like he's one of the perfect like examples of that like if you looked in the dictionary of who's like inconsistency i think austin gomber is one of those was a a, a pretty big st louis cardinals prospect way back when but never really lived up to it and they dealt him away i think in the nolan arenado deal but um it's rockies are nothing for me i just feel like at that big of a price um i'm probably looking at run line if anything and even then that's a little concerning though I do like run lines with road dogs because there's a good chance the home team won't bat last yeah that's a good point it's just it's so tough uh with this Rockies team and then you're, you're right though the Guardians just don't hit enough uh the Red Sox will go to Baltimore to take on the Orioles Chris Sale after his best start of the season in his last outing against Minnesota when he struck out 11 now takes on a Baltimore Orioles team that he faced on his opener when he went three innings, allowed seven runs on seven hits, and three of them were home runs. Do we think that – which Chris Sale do you think that we see in this matchup? I, I wish I had a clue. I have no idea what's going to show up. It doesn't really make me feel great to uh, give betting advice on a game when that happens, except for the fact that we're seeing Chris Sale a favorite on the road. Um, I don't think he just all of a sudden turned into some – Savant all of a sudden after being a bad pitcher for two, three, four years, however long it's been uh, since he started getting hurt. I think the velocity is getting better, but like that was a big, big problem because he was a really dominant pitcher at 97 at 89 and 90. He certainly wasn't. And then I think had Tommy John because they were like, this isn't going to work. So um, I, I like the Orioles. I feel like that's, I, I expect them to be a small favorite, even though, um, the market still likes the Red Sox, even though they're last place in the AL East. Got, had a good series in Milwaukee, but I, I don't believe in Boston. I don't believe in the lineup. I feel like, um, forgive me, I can't from not Tanaka, the uh, outfielder they just brought in. Marasaka uh, Yoshida. Yoshida. I feel like I know that you were very into him coming in. I drafted him with some fantasy teams. I think he had a pretty good weekend, but I feel like he's been much more of a contact hitter than a five-hole guy for for the Red Sox. So I got a lot of questions about that, and I really don't like the Red Sox bullpen at this point. 
The Astros take on the Rays. Houston breaking my heart on Sunday as they came back to defeat the Braves, uh, scoring five runs in the eighth and ninth innings. So that was fun, uh, holding my Braves money line ticket. But they're going to Tampa, where, as I mentioned, the Rays don't lose 13-0 and to start the season. And Tampa, a 155 favorite with Taj Bradley on the hill against Jose Urquidy in the opener. I mean, gigantic number. Uh I was on the Astros today. I'm sorry to say that. Um, just, admit you got, just admit you got lucky. Uh, you know, part of my handicap, I'll say it, was AJ Minter. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Nick Anderson, who was so good a few years ago and then had Tommy John himself. Um, I, I don't I don't really know what Snit was doing there. Um, a lot of I mean, it was a really tight game. Two really awesome pitching performances. Max Fried was so good today. Yeah. But Javier was also awesome. Just made one big mistake and then had a bad error from Mauricio Dubon. And then I was like, well, chalk this one up, but yeah, bullpen meltdowns are never fun. Um, I sorry, sorry that you had to deal with it, but um, I, I feel like the Astros just, they're kind of a side I've been on a lot last week. I bet them all three games, of the blue Jays series where they're essentially an underdog the whole way. Then they went and swept the, the Braves, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty good week for the Astros, especially after a disastrous start to the season. Um, this number seems gigantic. I certainly understand the team that's 19-3 and three, maybe having a little bit of a premium at home. And Taj Bradley has big strikeout potential, but doesn't really seem like a guy that's going to go deep in a game. So you're probably seeing, if, if you like the Rays, I imagine, I mean, they have a great bullpen, of course, but... Um, I feel like there's going to be some soft middle of that bullpen that might show up. Maybe they don't have one, but uh, a lot of different arms coming in that game. Urquidy on the other side is a little bit concerning, though, against the Tampa Bay team that seems to hit a home run every day. Yeah, Uh, so Bradley against Urquidy in the opener here on Monday. Drew Rasmussen against Garcia on Tuesday, and then Hunter Brown goes for the Astros on Wednesday in the Rays have not announced a starting pitcher yet, so it'll probably be a bullpen day for the Rays with McClanahan scheduled to face Dylan Cease once again coming up on Thursday. So I mean, if there's a, a series to watch, that sounds like a really good preview of a playoff matchup. I mean, maybe the Rangers are going to hold out and, and lead the uh, and just continue to play the worst teams in baseball and, and win the AL West. But I think the Astros cream will rise to the top and then we might see a, a Houston Tampa Bay series eventually in the playoffs. Sign me up for that. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of uh, the Rangers, Nathan Yavaldi will get the start in Cincinnati against the Reds and Nick Lodolo, who came back down to earth in a big way against the Tampa Bay Rays, allowing eight runs on 12 hits, three of them homers, and only striking out four in four and two-thirds innings. Uh, this That was a concerning start for him. And sometimes I like to buy on the guy that just got rocked because maybe they're more like the pitcher that they were before they got rocked as opposed to the game that brought them back down to earth, if that makes sense. It certainly does. I mean, I think there's a big thing. All the Everyone in sports has been down their whole lives, but they also know that they're good at what they do. They have huge self-belief or they wouldn't make it to this level or whatever level we're talking about. Um, I would expect, and I really do like, uh, unless you feel like there's some mechanical problem like we saw with Alec Manoa uh, recently, or if there's some sort of arm issue, health problem, something like that, those are, are, are areas where you probably want to potentially avoid someone. But I do feel like it's a really great idea to back teams, players, 
whatever they are, coaches off of really bad performances because there's a very good chance they haven't taken it very well. They haven't slept very well for a few nights and uh, they're going to be very motivated. Now, my question is from watching that Lodolo start, he was like absolutely like he seems a little bit of a funky lefty that has a lot of velocity, which is, I mean, really all you need to get a lot of swing and misses. But his fastballs were middle, middle, up middle, like anywhere you don't want to put them to a team that hits a lot of home runs in a small ballpark, which the Rays, uh, anytime they go on the road, it's like a, a dreamland for them. Um, I don't know that Texas is really the same. I feel like part of the problem with the Rangers is that their like back end of their lineup is pretty weak. It's not one of those long lineups that you really want to do if you want to compete in this league. Um, but the Rangers are also super hot. I mean, you see Adolis Garcia, he's either 0 for 5 or hits three home runs, it feels like. But um, in Cincinnati, again, I feel like this is going to be a tough one. I don't know that I can really trust Lodolo here. Ivaldi, we know he's got swing and miss stuff and has one of the best arms in baseball. If he can put it together, I think he can get through a pretty weak Cincinnati lineup. The White Sox take on the Blue Jays in Toronto. Lance Lynn against Chris Bassett. And uh, someone's going to have to hold me back from running to the window once again to bet against Lance Lynn. Uh, well, Chris Bassett, uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde so far to start the year. I, I backed him in his first start, which I think he gave up nine runs and four home runs and maybe the first inning. Um, he's been awesome since then, really dominated the Astros in one of the three games that I bet against the, the Blue Jays in that series last week. Um, the, the Jays have gotten a lot of respect. Ultimately, I feel like in the Yankees series in the Bronx were if not favorites in, in most of those games were right around pick them. If I, if I'm not mistaken, if my memory serves me from this weekend, I, I guess, but a uh, pretty big price here, but the white Sox have been dogged at home to like some very mediocre team so far. I feel like the white Sox are in a void. Yeah. Uh, Marlins take on the Braves, Edward Cabrera against Spencer Strider, Spencer Strider. They keep putting his strikeout prop up at nine and a half. And he keeps going under because he has struck out exactly nine batters in each of his first four starts. Interesting, because I was going to say nine sounds pretty high, but ultimately the quad father is quite a, a swing and miss guy, even with it seems like just two pitches. Um, the Braves, I think, one of those teams that fall under the momentum or motivation category for this one. Gigantic favorites. Uh, Miami, I think, will come down to earth, uh, as most of these teams will at some point. Uh, pretty good start to the year for them, but they're not really built for... Uh, high-scoring games, and I feel like you're probably going to see those most of the time when you go and, and play in Atlanta. Tigers are at the Brewers. Matthew Boyd gets the start for Detroit. Milwaukee, a minus-160 favorite with Colin Ray on the hill, making his third start of the season. Ugly. I'm sure they don't want Colin Ray making three starts, but here we are. It's April 23rd, and, and teams are already starting people they don't want to. But, uh, I mean, the Tigers... Uh, I, I mean, I feel like anybody is worth a shot against the Brewers who don't really hit very well. Their bullpen, I feel like, is okay, but not great. And kind of is ex like the the market expects it to be a lot better than it is. Fading Colin Ray, not a bad idea. But I don't know if you really want to spend a lot of your time this season betting the, the Tigers because I feel like that'll make it a really long year. Yankees take on the Twins in Minnesota. Johnny Brito gets a start for New York. Sonny Gray uh, for the Twins. Sonny Gray has been fantastic this season with a .82 ERA. He's only allowed two runs in his first 22 innings pitched. He struck out 26 batters. This is after only striking out one in his first start, and now he has 26 on the season. The Yankees did not 
look good offensively against Toronto. They scored just one run on Sunday. They got the win uh, walk-off fashion, scoring three on Saturday. They put up just one run on Friday night. So a quiet weekend for the Yankee Bats. But it was also a quiet weekend for the Twins. Uh, you know, they salvaged the final game of a three-game set with the Nationals by winning 3-1 to one on Patrick Corbin Day. But they, they lose the first two of, of the series, and I get it, frigid, cold temperatures in the 30s. Still no excuse to lose to a bad team like that. So Minnesota's a minus-135 favorite. You're giving me the Yankees as dogs. I'm locking it up. I mean, it's it's hard for me to, to disagree with that. I was expecting uh, Sonny Gray to be a small favorite, if not even an underdog, actually. I know Brito got bombed his last start, but, you know, one of those that might bounce back here. I think he's a little bit more scary for me because we don't really have a great track record on him. He's a big prospect for the Yankees, though, isn't he? Yes, Johnny Brito has been great. I mean, it, well, he was great when he first made his debut when uh, yeah, in his first starts in a row. In, in, yeah. yeah, in his first start when he went five shutout, but um, he got rocked by Minnesota last time he faced them. I think it'll be a little bit different this time because he bounced yeah, back I nicely mean, against the Angels. Yeah, so like it, it's hard for me to say because without a real track record, like I'm just scared because I don't know like who this guy really is. Like ultimately five innings shut out in his first start against the Giants, then one earned run against the Orioles, five innings there too. Got bombed against Minnesota, bounced back pretty well against the Angels, as you said. Um, low strikeout totals though, I think. Like San Francisco he had six and five, but only two K's in five innings against Baltimore. None in those two outs he got against Minnesota. Only three and four and a third against the Angels. So I'm still a little concerned about who he is, but I mean, Sonny Gray to me looked like he kind of got out of some big jams in Boston. I don't think he's going to be that lucky against the uh, the Yankees. Yeah. Angels take on the A's, two really bad pitchers going at it in Ken Waldachuk and Jose Suarez, a combined ERA of about 17. So the total is set at 10 here for good reason. Do we go over still? I, unfortunately, if you're backing overs with Oakland, you are setting yourself up for a double A lineup that's hopefully going to get, I mean, three runs maybe. So we need the Angels to get seven. Jose Suarez, never perfect. Seems like a bull, long relief bullpen guy, but we've seen that the Angels don't really know how to build a, a team. So, um, and yet they're minus two dollars, they're two dollar favorites. So, like, I, I don't know. This this one screams A's to me, which doesn't make me feel comfortable, I got to say. Yeah, the A's, uh, they did win the first game of the series against the Rangers, though. But prior to that, had lost, what was it, seven straight games. And uh, five of the seven were by more than two runs. So I think it was 18 to three on Saturday. Yes. If I, yeah, that, my, that, that made up for the loss on Friday, right? My my big Rangers friend friend fan he uh, he bet the uh, the Rangers minus one and a half in that one and I was like why didn't you bet minus fifteen that would have been I, a really I, nice I, I only I only gave out Rangers team total over <laughs> in the first five innings they got that in the second inning and I'm like why didn't I just do full game team total why didn't I do full game minus a run and a half why didn't I play like an alternate spread because my handicap was that Fujinama was gonna get rocked and. That's exactly what happened. He got rocked. 18 runs. It's just wild. Uh, we also we also had a rare situation in that game. I don't know if you saw this. But the, at one point, the, the Rangers lost their DH. And so at the end of the game, they had a pitcher batting. 
But because it was such a blowout, the A's had a position player, Jace Peterson, pitching. So we had a pitcher batting against a position player pitching. I did not see it because thanks to uh, Bud Selig era blackout rules that are still in place, as a Dallas resident, I'm not able to watch the local games on MLB TV despite paying whatever the heck I pay every year for it, which well, at least grinds you, my ears. At least you don't live in Vegas like me and have to deal with uh, five teams that are blacked out <laughs> that I can't yeah. watch. And I pay yeah. this, and I, I pay the same price as you. Yeah, I, okay. Well, I, I won't. I'll, I guess I'm preaching to the choir here. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Like, the, like, don't you think there should be different charges for where you live based on blackout restrictions? Like, I mean, I'm blacked, you should pay for. I, I'm blacked out. I'm blacked out of five teams. I can't watch the Dodgers, the uh, Padres, the Giants, the A's, or the Diamondbacks. Jeez, so you're all California and Arizona. I remember when I was in Nashville, I couldn't get the Braves or Reds games, which unfortunately, when you have five teams, if they're not facing each other, that could be 10 teams of yes. the 30 yes. league. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You got to find some VPNs. Or, yep. You uh, got to get creative. Other streaming services, but I guess we probably shouldn't say on a business podcast. Uh, let's see. We got the Royals at the Diamondbacks. Brad Keller is going to go for the Royals and Tommy Henry gets the start here for the Diamondbacks, making his 2023 debut. Uh, good for him. A really soft landing against those uh, those pesky Royals. Um, Brad Keller, honestly, one of the most puzzling, difficult-to-handicap to pitchers in the world, I think, can go eight innings, one run, or go one inning, eight runs. It feels like he probably is usually good for a few more outs than that, but... I just don't really know how to project him. Um, seems like a slight dog at Arizona. Arizona off to a pretty good start this year. I'm not really a full-time buyer of Arizona. I think as, as plenty of people have heard in this podcast, but I feel like if there's a team to get right against, you want to play as many games against Kansas City as possible, sitting at 5-17 and 17 to start the year. And the Giants will host the Cardinals. Giants coming off a win on Sunday Night Baseball, but it's not a Sunday Night Baseball fade because they just stay home and play a night game once again. So the Giants will host the Cardinals. Alex Cobb gets the start for San Francisco. Jordan Montgomery for St. Louis. And St. Louis is a minus-125 favorite on the road. Yeah, I think they should be. The uh, The Giants don't really look like a good team to me. Got a good win tonight, but uh, I just I don't know that I think that they really have much in that team, really. Uh, they're usually a good home team, but that was because they're – Great defensively and knew how to win three to two games. I feel like they've changed some things in the park, opened up some vents or something like that, make it more of a home run hitters game, which I feel like has unfortunately limited their, their advantages. Um, I don't know, like Alex Cobb, like I feel like he's always injured, which is not a great thing, but they also have a really quick hook on him, like taking him out for after four innings, it feels like pretty regularly. So a uh, good bounce back opportunity for Jordan Montgomery after a pretty bad start, after starting the year off really well. Um, St. Louis, not off to a great start this year either at a tough series in, in Seattle, though, is probably dragging quite a bit. Maybe this is a good spot for the Giants to get another win. On Tuesday, the Dodgers and Pirates will begin a series. Noah Syndergaard against Johan Oviedo in the opener. And I'm really intrigued to see how the Pirates stack up here against the Dodgers because it's one thing to beat up on the Reds and beat up on the Rockies. How do you play against the Dodgers? This will be a real measuring stick series for the Pittsburgh Pirates. 
It certainly will. Um, I, I feel like there's a lot that I still need to see from the Dodgers. Um, I, their bullpen, they let finally let Kenley Jansen go a couple seasons ago. I feel like they've kind of struggled with bringing in Craig Kimbrell. That didn't really work. Now he's, I think, elsewhere. I don't really know where he is right Philadelphia. now. Philadelphia. It's Philadelphia. Okay, thank you. Um, and But the Dodgers, like, they had a great bullpen for a long time. Andrew Friedman, former GM of the Rays, I felt like he was – kind of bringing the Tampa Bay Rays bullpen to a big spender in the Dodgers, and they'd win forever. But let's realize that they've only won one World Series despite being the best team in baseball for like a solid decade. And I don't know that I really trust this Dodger team as much. I mean, certainly could be silly words to say on April 23rd, (laughs) but not off to a great start so far. I feel like they've also kind of struggled when they go to Pittsburgh. It's Mm. the middle of the country. Doesn't really seem to be the most focused environment for the Dodgers. Mookie Betts coming off paternity leave. A lot of things going in those directions. And Johan Oviedo off to an awesome start. Seemed like he had some good stuff in St. Louis, and they finally gave up on him. Um, but, you know, Razor Jolly Roger, I kind of like and will be looking for the, the the Pirates at home, as weird as that sound, says, sounds to say. It really does, uh, but you might get good value here. Uh, the Mariners and the Phillies will begin a set in Philadelphia. Bailey Falter against Logan Gilbert in the opener. Um, Seattle, you know, coming off a, a series win. They lose to the Cardinals in the final game, but they at least picked up a series win after getting swept by the Brewers, so that was nice. Yeah, it's just the, the Seattle Mariners, you know, boats as the name of the franchise, just like treading water for the first couple months of the season. Yeah. Maybe they turn it on later. I think this is a good test of of pitching and defense or, or really just pitching against offense in Philadelphia. But maybe the Phillies offense isn't as strong, still missing Harper. And, and of course, without Reese Hoskins, the Mets will begin a series with the Nationals at City Field. Uh, no announced starting pitcher just yet for the Mets. Josiah Gray will go for the Nationals and the Mets, uh, I guess, trying to figure out what's going to be the deal with Max Scherzer and his 10 game suspension. If that's upheld, he's missing at least two starts. Yeah, I feel like he's. I mean, it seems like that's one of those suspensions that you can't protest or something like that, that the 10 games, like, he, I guess you just had to start uh, serving it. And I, I listened to the, the soundbite today um, of Scherzer explaining it, and it's, like, hilarious. Um, I, I don't, I mean, Major League Baseball, like, take a seat, take a lap, do all those sort of things. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like the Mets, you know, they're off to a pretty good start, tough kind of, road trip to the West coast that ended in seven wins and three losses and could have been better than that. So I feel like they're doing just fine so far. Absolutely. And uh, another series will begin on Tuesday. Padres and the Cubs from Chicago. Blake Snell, 0-3 with a six ERA this season. We'll start against Justin Steele, 3-0 with a 1-4-4 ERA this season. I mean, I'm hoping the Cubs are dogged in that one. I feel like it's probably not going to happen though. Preseason, it certainly would have. Yeah. Um, Cubs off to a great start. Seemed like they were just as good as the Dodgers this past series. San Diego, you know, sitting in the middle of the pack right now. Going to Wrigley. I like the Cubs. Why don't you tell the people how they could save money at pregame.com? Let's do it. So use promo code BASE20, B-A-S-E-20. Get 20% off all listeners this MLB podcast. Good for seven days from the podcast release. Uh, mention our our colleague good fella off to a great start up about 35 mlb units this season like blazing hot out of the gates uh that'll be us soon scott so uh we'll be we'll be on this list soon 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 but make sure you use the promo code base 20 get 20 percent off anything you purchase on the pregame.com website scott's picks coming out on hockey you do nba too scott nope no okay no nba just just hockey i'm not doing nba either um 
I went to four Mavs games this year and was more boring than uh, going to the library, I think. But if you got soccer interests, I got plenty of stuff coming out on that. Uh, probably more than you'd ever want. But take a look. 20% off. Use the promo code BASE20. And for my best bet on this podcast, I've been doing pretty well. Best bets lately. Um, want to try to get another one. I know you hit yours on Friday night as well with the San Diego under, that first half under, which the second half of that game ended <laughs> greatly if you didn't t- follow our advice and just play the first five innings. Uh, but I'm going to go with those Baltimore Orioles. I, I just, I'm not a believer in Chris Sale. Um, one good swing and miss outing does not convince me that he is back. Um, if you can get the Orioles as a slight underdog right now, I'm seeing minus 101 bet online, probably get some even monies out there right now. And, and based on that big start, maybe the Red Sox money comes in and makes it even better. So take the Orioles at home, uh, uh in a pitcher's park, I think. In a pitcher's park, especially, I'll take pitching and defense over the Red Sox lineup, which I think is a bit overrated at this point. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Yankees as dogs. Uh, Minnesota is a minus 150 favorite. You can get the Yankees 130 on the comeback. Or if you want to lay juice, Yankees plus a run and a half, minus 170. Um, I think with this Minnesota lackluster offense, if you know Johnny Brito can can limit the damage early, as opposed to the last time he faced Minnesota, I think the Yankees <laughs> bats will get going. And um, even if the Yankees do wind up losing because Sonny Gray pitches an absolute gem, well, I don't think that uh, this Minnesota offense is blowing anybody out right now. So uh, I like the Yankees. If you want to lay the juice, take the plus or one and a half, or just go with the money line. I think that the Yankees have a good chance to win here at plus one thirty. I agree. Not not often this year will you see the Yankees getting this type of price. It's, I think maybe at Toronto or at Tampa Bay potentially. Oh well, yeah, like, if they're if they're at Tampa and it's like Clark Schmidt against Shane McClanahan, like the Rays will be like minus two hundred. <laughs> I I don't know. I have not seen a Yankees two to one number in a long yeah. time. I I don't know how to avoid that one. I'll I'll admit it. Um. So I mean, here here let let's do it. I, I, it's been a long, I, probably in my lifetime since I've seen Yankees as like an undervalued squad. But even that year when they were like trading eight Aroldis Chapman for prospects and really started to rebuild that franchise, I feel like that was a good year to back the Yanks. So I'm looking forward to it. If they're dogs this year, uh, I'm not a Yankee fan, I'll admit, but uh, I will be those days. <laughs> there you go. He's Griffin Warner. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Again, head to pregame.com and use the promo code. What is it, Griffin? It is base 20. That'll get you 20% off anything you'd like at pregame.com. For Griffin Warner, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is RJ Bell's Dream Preview Major League Baseball Edition.